between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow. Sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Well, the House Intelligence Committee is finally getting around to interviewing Bruce Orr. You may remember him. He's the number four at the Department of Justice and whose wife, Nellie Orr, worked for Fusion GPS. Bruce was feeding information to Peter Stork for his so-called insurance policy. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now, a journal of news, politics, and culture from a nationalist perspective. So Bruce Orr um, was the uh, the number four guy at uh, at the Department of Justice. He uh, his direct supervisor was Sally Yates, and he worked uh, just a few doors down from um, uh, from Sally Yates uh, uh, at the Department of Justice, and um, it was. Um, He's sort of flown under the radar till now, but they're finally getting around to uh, to interviewing him uh, when it was found out uh, through um, uh, emails uh, that uh, the Department of Justice finally produced, like pulling teeth to get anything from them. They are practicing the uh, the strategy of slow walking this so that uh, the information sort of comes out in ribs and drabs and doesn't uh, shock the conscience. It's an old uh, public relations scheme where you um, you sort of let stuff, stuff seep out and uh, and seep into the public's consciousness so that you don't have a um, a strong reaction. The the classic uh, version of this is when there's a terrorist attack, they always announce uh, you know that there's a four confirmed dead um, or or five confirmed dead, and of course um, the number always climbs much higher. They've got dozens of bodies laying around on the street, but they uh, they start with a small number and then build from there in order to keep from shocking the public and eliciting uh, some sort of backlash. But uh, the Department of Justice uh, under Rod Rosenstein, um, you don't even talk at Jeff Sessions anymore because he's not in charge over there, but under Rod Rosenstein, they have uh, withheld uh, every bit of information they can, forcing uh, the relevant congressional committees to fight like hell to get it, and it's uh, they're practicing uh, this form of slow walking. And, uh, and they have been very successful at hiding Bruce Orr's involvement in this, but uh, last week, they or actually a couple of weeks ago, they finally released some emails that showed that um, Bruce Orr was in direct contact with uh, Fusion GPS's contractor, Christopher Steele, and that after the FBI had fired Christopher Steele uh, for uh, lying to them and uh, for uh, leaking the same information that he was feeding uh, to uh, the Department of Justice and the FBI to media sources to create a, a sort of echo effect without telling them, the, uh, the FBI was citing um, Christopher Steele's um, uh, dossier and the media reporting as if it were two different sources, and when, when in reality it was just Christopher Steele creating, creating an echo chamber. So anyway, Christopher Steele was working directly for the FBI uh, uh, for almost a year. They, he was on the payroll while he was also being paid by Fusion GPS to do opposition research. 
Um, and after uh, they fired him, he continued to feed information for the renewal of these so-called FISA surveillance warrants uh, through this cutout, Bruce Orr, whose wife worked for Fusion GPS. They finally got around to, uh, uh, to interviewing him, uh, and um, you know what he has to say is uh, of key importance because this is the, the real key Bruce Orr and, and Nell, his wife Nellie Orr are the real key to uh, the Obama at White House connection and uh, and being tied into the loop with this uh, this opposition research that uh, Hillary Clinton and the DNC were paying for. I suspect uh, that uh, Bruce Orr was feeding it through Sally Yates, and then Sally Yates was taking it right into the inner circle of Barack Obama there in the White House. But last week, uh, President Trump, um, having found out about these emails that were exchanged between Bruce Orr and, um, and, and Christopher Steele, said that um, they were going to probably look at pulling his security clearance as well because uh, he had um, covered up his involvement in all of this for so long. Uh, that sent the New York Times and the uh, the opposition media into a frenzy. At first, they characterized Bruce Orr as a poor, low-level civil servant who Donald Trump was uh, pursuing Chris, uh, conspiracy theories against. But now uh, that uh, he's being called up to Capitol Hill to testify behind closed doors, sadly, to uh, the House Intelligence Committee, uh, they have uh, sort of backed off of that because this is going to be uh, most likely a, a major uh, bombshell and a major revelation. One of the weird uh, aspects of all of this is that while uh, Nellie Orr was feeding, Nellie Orr and Christopher Steele were feeding Bruce Orr this information from Fusion GPS, Nellie Orr applied for and received a ham radio license. And that's because, I suspect, uh, Nellie Orr knows through her uh, husband, Bruce Orr, that uh, the NSA uh, is monitoring all of our um, electronic communication, both voice and, uh, and data. They, they listen to and record all of our voice conversations and all of our emails and store them in big data centers, and they're, they are available um, supposedly with a warrant, but you really don't uh, end up needing a warrant. So, Bruce Orr is feeding this information to Peter Strzok and, uh, and uh, the other people over there at the FBI, and they're using it to renew these FISA warrants after Christopher Steele had been dis- dismissed from the FBI. They're not telling the FISA judges, the FISA court, where this information is coming from, um, and they're definitely not uh, saying that it is coming from a, uh, a cutout within the Department of Justice who wife, whose wife works for an opposition research firm. And they're using it to get these, uh, these uh, surveillance warrants against Carter Page. Now, there's, there's been a big uh, misunderstanding, or a lack of understanding, I should say, on, um, on what's the big deal with Carter Page. You know, how are they going to find out? They're not actually spying on Donald Trump. They're just spying on this, this low-level campaign volunteer who wasn't even working for the campaign when they got two of these uh, FISA warrants renewed. Well, the, 
way this all works is what they call the three-hop rule. Uh, as I said, NSA uh, captures all of this data. And when you get one of these warrants, it allows you to access all of this data, not just for the target, but for three hops away from the target. So you can get, you can listen to all of the uh, communications between the target and the person he's talking to. You can listen to all the communications between the person he's talking to and anybody that he calls. And you can listen to anybody, uh, you can listen to any, all of the communications from that person, from anybody that calls them. And if you don't believe me, uh, what I'm about to tell you might come as a shock. I, I want you to look it up yourself. In this way, they can actually uh, uh, collect uh, the, the voice and uh, email communications of up to a million people. So once you uh, get a, a, a FISA warrant on somebody even tangentially connected to the Trump campaign, you basically captured uh, the communications of that whole universe. So back when Donald Trump was saying that uh, the FBI was spying on uh, him and, and, uh, and the campaign and the media was having this meltdown, that is exactly what was happening. They were using this FISA warrant to suck up, vacuum up all of the uh, communications between everybody uh, related to the, the Trump campaign. And they still didn't find anything. You got to keep that in mind. They appointed uh, a special counsel as soon as Donald Trump came into office uh, based on these so-called Russia collusion uh, mythologies. Uh, when in fact they had been uh, conducting electronic surveillance of the campaign for uh, six months, eight months at that point, and had an absolutely no um, no probable cause to believe that there was any Russia uh, collusion going on whatsoever. And on top of that, John Brennan over at the CIA was running uh, running spies at the campaign, offering uh, dangling uh, money and Trump Tower uh, prospects in Moscow and all of these other things on members of the campaign trying to entrap them into uh, communicating with uh, with the Russians. The, the whole um, Balanetskaya meeting with Trump Jr., with Don Jr. at Trump Tower, was a setup. That was a, uh, uh, Balanetskaya was a, a contractor for Fusion GPS. She met with Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS both before and after her meeting there in Trump Tower. But the reason uh, uh, Bruce Orr's testimony is going to be so uh, critical, and he, I, I wish they had made him testify in public, is because uh, he is the one that is really closest to the inside circle of Barack Obama and can bring this right into the White House. Don't believe for a second that Barack Obama and, um, and Susan Rice and the rest of the inner circle at the White House didn't know what was going on. None of these political appointees would have spied on the opposing party's uh, presidential campaign without the knowledge of Barack Obama and his inner circle. So I've got a couple of clips here I want to play you. Uh, this is Daryl Issa. He's talking about, he, he was in this uh, uh, closed-door hearing or uh, deposition with, uh, with Bruce Orr, and here's what he had to say about what Bruce Orr said. This morning. 
Well, Bruce Orr is creating a link for us between people who, as earlier was said, had animus, who were, in fact, desperate to stop candidate Trump from being President Trump, both before and after he became the president-elect. And uh, although Bruce Orr uh, would appear to claim to be uh, without partisan, his wife, since 2015, knowingly worked on the fine dirt on Trump, try to make this connection with the Russians, uh, for which she was paid, and he didn't properly disclose. However, what he said to us today, I think that's critical, is he did disclose this, he said, to FBI officials, and he named names, and that then never ended up getting back to the Department of Justice, to his boss, apparently, and certainly not into these FISA warrants, mm -hmm. which were only justified to tap on behalf of the government, effectively, the, the Trump campaign and then the Trump operation uh, by not making them aware of things which, in fact, Bruce Orr now tells us he did make people aware of. Uh so uh, this, the, the, the reason that Rod Rosenstein thoroughly conflicted deputy uh, attorney general appointed Robert Mueller, completely conflicted former head of the FBI to be special counsel, is not to conduct an investigation, but, but to conduct a cover-up. What they're trying to do is put uh, uh, Trump and the White House, uh, the Trump's White House, back on its heels and constantly be playing defense so they're not allowed uh, to to get to the bottom of uh, of what actually went on here, as Greg Jarrett says in his new book, there was a uh, a conspiracy going on within the Department of Justice and the FBI to first clear Hillary Clinton of obvious serial felonies and violation of the Espionage Act and accepting bribes by accepting 145 million dollars to her uh, to the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative while she was Secretary of State and making decisions on, um, on the people uh, that, that, um, that made these huge contributions. That's why people were immunized with getting nothing in return. Uh, that's why evidence was destroyed uh, by the FBI. It's why um, she was exonerated. And then uh, they turned right around and, and set, set about to frame Donald Trump. I'm going to play this one more clip from Daryl Issa because he had some very valuable insights from this uh, testimony from Bruce Orr, and then we'll wrap this up. To us, it had never happened in his nearly 30-year career that he'd never been involved in something just like this. Uh, it's also very clear that, as you say, he became a back channel, willing back channel, but then later the FBI actually sent back the other way that they wanted to talk to him directly. In other words, even after they fired him, he had no credibility. They produced FISA warrants that did not make clear his lack of credibility. They then re-engaged him in some direct fashion. Again, this goes back to this problem that before the election, our government was involved in operation research against candidate Trump. After the election, after he was the president-elect, the famous insurance policy went into effect that clearly led to the special prosecutor in the investigation we're now seeing. And this is what we're uncovering, is the pre-Muller uh, uh, activity that created an environment in which many people, myself included, were willing to deal with a special prosecutor not knowing all the lies the American people and Congress had been told. Almost two years later, all of this is, uh, is really coming out. 
and uh, people have uh, become so inured to it um, because it's come out in dribs and drabs uh, that it, it, as I said, it doesn't shock the conscience anymore. We've sort of accepted the fact that uh, uh, the FBI, the CIA, uh, the NSA, and the Department of Justice were all conducting political uh, spying on the opposing party's presidential candidate, and uh, we don't have a legitimate media left in this country, um, and they're, they're, uh, they're the uh, willing accomplice to the deep state and the establishment of Washington trying to cover all this up. All the while, we've got Robert Mueller out there stalking um, Trump associates and Trump family members, uh, trying to dig up old charges and look through their taxes and their business dealings and their uh, loan applications, try to punish uh, everybody around uh, Donald Trump in hopes that uh, uh, they can wear them down and exhaust them. They have certainly exhausted a large part of the American public that are just sick of this story and wish it would go away. But um, it's not going to go away. The, the truth is going to have to come out. And and when it does, uh, people are going to have to go to jail. Uh, the, the way else, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the way that you know that all of this is uh, illegitimate, uh, this Mueller investigation, is because there is no possible way that he could have been appointed to conduct this investigation if it were on the up and up. He's way too conflicted. For Christ's sakes, he was uh, James Comey's mentor when James Comey was at the FBI conducting all of this wrongdoing. So that's about it. Uh, If you like this broadcast, uh, share it, subscribe, comment, and uh, and if you want to support it, Uh, Run on over to our Patreon page and kick in a buck. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile.